Yeah, that's all I would say lah yeah. for this okay. portion. <laughs> Looks like I won't be sharing this video with uh, my colleagues. <laughs> 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 this is going to be yeah. the start. Hi ladies and gentlemen, welcome back uh, to the Wonder TV studio. I'm together with my Jasmine crew. On my right, I have Lewis. On my left, I have Nicole. And today, we are going to bring you the third episode okay, um, of Just Married. Today, our topic is how much money do I need to get married? Okay, one of the big topics that couples usually explore okay, is the cost involved to plan a wedding. And this value, of course, tends to fluctuate or vary depending on the type of wedding that you're planning to throw, of course. And today, we explore some of the different cost avenues uh, involved uh, in, your, in your wedding. Okay, so things like uh, planning of the venue, um, going to a wedding boutique, your wedding outfits, your photographer, your videographer, uh, the wedding flowers, and, and even the red packets, the ang pao. Okay? And uh, we're going to dive into the various areas to discuss and talk about how to tackle spending one step at a time. And hopefully in the process, we'll help you guys to better plan how much you need to hold a wedding. Uh, not just of your dreams, but practicality in check as well. Okay, before we go any further, um, also we just want to talk about why did we start this podcast thingy and uh, maybe I'll let them go first since I've been talking so much. Okay, I think I really wanted to do podcasts but because there's a lot, like, a lot of things that I want to share about life, about business, about marriage and I think that, that writing is one way but I feel that podcasts and having a discussion is, is really some, like, something very interesting and something that I wanted to explore so the podcast actually gives opportunity to see the real honest dialogue and the real things that are happening behind the scenes behind all this so, yeah it's not so much like an instructional menu we're not here to tell you what to do or what not to do but it's, it's more like a discussion and um, perhaps we can share some of our experiences and if you think it's helpful then go ahead and apply it if not if you have your own ways of doing stuff we would like to hear from you as well I think for me, it's just being able to dialogue with people that you're comfortable with about topics, life topics la, that hopefully can help people who are watching. Yeah. yeah. I think coming through, I mean, not many people can say this or get married twice uh, for that matter. So we are like, you know, people who have been through the experience and, you know, it's nice to talk about it, to, to, to walk alongside um, horizontally to see... Um, what different couples go through in their experience and and likewise today it's a it's, it's very fitting that we're talking about this topic so let's get into today's topic proper okay the, again the topic today is titled how much money do i need to get married okay it's something to do with finances obviously so we're going to dive into different areas that i spoke about earlier the first thing that we're going to talk about is venue okay this is probably one of the biggest expense that you got to consider for your wedding um, and this one for the interest so that we are all on the same page we are talking about solemnization and banquet okay for venue so I'm going to ask these two over here what you guys feel about choosing a venue or what do you guys remember from choosing your venue do you guys have any cri criteria going forward for me I think when I was choosing the venue for the banquet okay uh, Jifang my wife uh, the main criteria was that the ballroom cannot have any pillars. 
So that means everyone, wherever they're seated, right, should be able to get a view of okay. uh, the stage uh, where, where nice. you know, the bride will be. So that was the main one. So already with that, we, you know, uh, shortlisted quite a few places, dropped off a few venues from all this. That's the main one for the banquet. So because the other thing to consider, right, is the margin. So uh, when we were doing our scouting for locations, right, we went to, where's that, uh, the Fullerton. Okay. Hotel. Right. So the problem with Fullerton, right, is first of yeah. all there's uh, a stairs going down. So if you are, you know, if the bride is on he high heels and it's not comfortable in high heels, that might be an issue. Yeah. Uh, I think secondly, also the Fullerton uh, walkway is, I think, very very short. So for brides who has a very long train uh, and they wish to show off their train, uh, might not be suitable like uh, those the shorter yeah. runway ones. So I think that's also something that should be taken into consideration. Uh. Yeah, and especially yeah. if you have guests on wheelchair. Oh yeah, yeah. It's very difficult because I'm shot there before. And last <laughs> I know, I actually had a bride who fell. Oh. Yeah. Stairs, ah. Fullerton. Oh, Fullerton. Going down. Slip. And but thank God the husband caught oh, her. Oh, Was this romantic? You know, yeah. slow motion. Picture, see, picture, yeah. but perfect. Time slowed down for them. They pakak man is it? They. Then secondly, uh, we were thinking. Also, we wanted to have a church wedding. So because of that, uh, almost right from the get-go, right, we had to have two different venues. Now, one would be the banquet, the second one would be the, the church yeah. venue. So here's a story, right? So uh, we got married. The church ceremony was on the 11th of yeah. May, uh, which was his birthday. And then we did the banquet the next day, 12th, which was our anniversary. Both of our events, both of them were lunches. Okay. Yeah, so the we had to also cater food for um, the... Church ceremony, uh, ceremony yeah. and then the next day was banquet lunch. So yeah, kind of like double refreshments, yeah, yeah, something. For like us, I remember because we had a lead up in time, and then we were considering getting married a bit earlier as well. Yeah. So one of the venues that we really considered were um, was non traditional. Was a bit more uh, modern, I would say. Uh, we were looking at a place called Halia. Yeah. So that was one at Raffles um, City because one of our considerations was also uh, to get nice photos. I think location <laughs> yeah. plays a part uh, in all these things as well. But at the, at the end of it, we picked the hotel as well, right? We did a solemnization and uh, our wedding banquet lunch in the same place. Sometimes some people want... They also have their dream wedding even though they're not getting married. But they have a dream wedding for your wedding. So we have to consider <laughs> their dreams also. Instead of having a long table or too small of a group that we could invite, because if you go with a go with a small restaurant, you know the the number of people you can invite to this dinner will be lesser. So we went with the hotel one, but I really really wanted a garden outdoor wedding. So yeah. the hotel that we did at Changi Village Hotel, yeah. we had both. So we had our solemnization outdoors. Had my a little bit of my dream wedding, and after we went with the more traditional. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What we wanted was also because sometimes you think of the elderly who might be attending a wedding, mm -hmm. and we didn't want them to be shuttling back and forth between yeah. different locations. So if you have your lunch banquet somewhere far away, and your solemnization in a place, they you really got to cater for the transport that's involved, uh, and mobility might not be. You know, you have to think about these things to facilitate. Um, with ease lah. I think we should always start with a budget. Uh, how much you plan, I think they go by per table right? They still yeah. go by per yeah. table right now. How much you plan to spend per table? 
So for uh, those who still don't know, one table is about like six, ten, ten people. Yeah. Ten la. I think traditionally it's ten Yeah. Some some I think some hotels go up to twelve. Mm. Around there, but usually in that ballpark. La. If I'm not wrong, I held my wedding at uh, Four Seasons. Of course, I'm not wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was okay. about this. Yeah. You can't you be wrong. Oh, I think the per table cost was 1.3 all in. Mm. Yeah, after all the plus plus. Uh. Some hotels will give you the price like like 1 or 1.1 1. 1 or 108. It's quite Something reasonable, isn't it? Like, yeah. Oh, usually yeah. the lunch package is cheaper. Yeah. yeah, I had a lunch. So the dinner you can you know expect to put in anywhere to like maybe $100 more per table, I think. I'm not sure what's the market rate. You can go up uh, to 200 bucks yeah, per table. Right now. Okay. For us, we had a lunch as well, but uh, I think my mom wanted something a little bit more special uh, for the guests. So we went with the dinner menu, uh, mm. served that lunch, and we did pay the dinner price. We did pay yeah. the dinner price. How much was it? Um, I think the prices have changed. Yeah. Uh, because I just went to the link below. I'm going to include this uh, in the description below. Uh, that's like kind of more updated recently to mm. 2015. Uh, it's a link that talks about how much um, you pay per head. Um, ours was 160 now. Oh, it's gone up well, wow. to 160 okay. now. Like for the menu? For, for dinner. The, for, oh, dinner. For, dinner. Mm, for dinner. So it's really short up right That's now. That's expensive, man. It is yeah. expensive. For Changi. Yeah. Here's the problem. So, Every year it gets more and more expensive. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm hearing. Uh. Yeah, okay. it does. It does. So how much was it? Did you, have you said how much it was? Oh, for us, uh, ours yeah. was north of because oh, we got man. it at a good, uh, we got it a good price. I think we're about, uh, thousand one about yeah. there thousand one per table. All in. Uh, and in. total, <coughs> we had about twenty odd tables, not twenty, 20 with a spare one spare, one spare. so about twenty one. So we yeah. total cost would be about twenty one twenty two thousand. They have had north of twenty two thousand dollars spent on mm -hmm. the venue already. Mine was, I had 26 tables with one spare. Okay. So it's about, I think, 30, low 30s, like 31, 32, thereabouts, yeah. So that should give you a rough idea of how much you you need la, in advance to pay for your venue. But not to worry, because obviously this thing, later we'll talk about the Ang Pao uh, segment. Yeah. Because your guests will come with gifts and things like that. So you use that to obviously offset your venue. Yeah. And we'll talk about breaking even and things like that in a while. Okay, okay. we move on to the next, because we've got a lot of things to discuss today. The next one would be wedding boutiques. Okay, one of your expenses here, we have a lot of things to talk about. Okay, should you go with a wedding boutique or should you DIY or a la carte, so to speak? What services do they normally provide? Okay, normally your gown, your suit, rental, uh, car decor, uh, they do have photography services. Uh, makeup and hair, flowers. Okay, which of the question now is which of these services uh, should you go for? I think the debatable item here is whether you should go all out to a wedding boutique or should you allocate some of it and go go to that wedding boutique still or go for a pure customizable option. I went to a few wedding boutiques with my mom to take a look and I couldn't really find a gown that was suitable. And most of the time, you know, like before you really walk in, there's this old man, oldish man outside, you know, trying to, trying to speak yeah, in, yeah, trying, yeah. trying to sell you, yeah, yeah. The, you know, and you're like, I'm like, what do you know about, you know, you don't look like you're from the wedding industry, so it got me a bit like, okay, then, um, I 
went to I had clients who, who had their custom made gowns from this company called Time Taken to Make a Dress. So I went to them, I went for a consultation. At that time it's free, but now I heard like you have to pay for consultation. And I showed her the gown I want I kinda wanted and I asked for the price and it was beyond my budget. And also I felt that it was so stressful to think of what gown you want to design for your wedding day mm. because you have to decide every single detail of your dress so I was like I don't think I can handle this just give me the gown and I'll see whether I like it and I want to wear it also the other thing was like you were telling me um, that wedding dresses or gowns you don't really put them on uh, more than once maybe at most twice or a special occasion you might take a photo that's why we considered between making versus mm. rental in the first place it's, it's a bit tricky when it comes to choosing photography. It's, it's very tricky when it comes to makeup and hair. Because for the bride, it's like, how do you look on that day? You know, it could be your style. And, and these guys have, obviously, a few makeup artists, a few photographers that are on their list. And if you don't fall within that group or, or that category, then it means that I might need to go and yeah, so it's very very risky. So the same friends who, who went with that uh, bridal boutique that we went to, yeah. uh, Wendy, her makeup artist, so you get to do a test makeup. So, but f- it's very strange. So even though they get to do a test makeup, uh, so the first time she did the test, she didn't like it. The first trial, she had makeup artist A, and then she said, do what? So they said, okay, I'll send you makeup artist B, but on the actual day. So no more testing. No one has oh, yeah. yeah, it's a risk, like huge it's a risk. Big yeah. risk uh, to me. And it's yeah. a huge industry, right? Makeup. I think people spend a lot of money for their makeup for actual day. Yeah, it, I mean, definitely can be arranged. So I paid about about four hundred dollars for my makeup artist, um, and I only had one look, so I didn't have the mm. whole two day look. So I had one test, and then the actual day. Thoughts. <clears throat> um, Louis, I think you have, you have, you have, I think you have things to say about wedding boutiques. Yeah. Okay. So <coughs> I went with a wedding boutique. Um, not really sure it's if it's by choice. <laughs> but okay. Anyway, you say that? okay. But anyway, okay. If I could do it all over again, which obviously I can't, but if I could, in hindsight, I would not go with a wedding boutique. I would customize each and every part of my. Uh, you know uh, the, the, the whole pre-wedding experience uh. so for me okay so first right is uh, the selection of the wedding gowns so Jifang is a bit more towards the petite side mm. so already right when you go to the wedding boutiques uh, I think no, at least for at least the one I went uh, a lot of the gowns they are more catered towards uh, uh, females who are very generic in, uh, in, in size la, you know, size and shape and height la. So, uh, if you have a bit more petite uh, wife-to-be, uh, it's a bit hard. The selection immediately shrinks down uh, quite a lot. So, that's the first thing. So, we looked through. In fact, when we went with the wedding boutique, we end up had to custom-made a oh, wedding yeah. Yeah, yeah. gown for her in the end. Mm. Yeah. yeah, because we couldn't find anything that could fit that she liked. Uh, so, that was the first thing. Yeah. Second thing is uh, the suit for me as well i think a lot of them are quite again very very typical uh, i mean yeah apart from the classic black right i think the rest are quite typical oh, wedding exactly some, some are scary yeah. like they yeah. showed me a picture pictures of the guys in suits i was like whoa why are you selling me this you are like unselling me 
Yeah. 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 It looks a bit just I don't know. I don't know what's the word to use. We it's had our suits made, right? Yeah, we have we had our suits made. Yours was pure tailored all the way? Was it all tailored? Okay, or so you used, I think you used I one. used one suit for one of the marchins mm. uh, from the Bridal Booty, which was a standard black. Then I tailored a grey one oh, for yes. the church ceremony and the first marchin for the banquet. Just now we we're talking about car deco, <coughs> and I was I was I was just saying how easy it is to get your wedding boutique to just do everything for you, mm-hmm. because I think the day before we were still figuring out how to yeah go I and think I kind of wanted to make our own there were a few companies oh, yeah. doing it yeah. yeah but we decided to hey just let the uh, wedding deco which is already in your package right yeah yes. Yeah. it is so at the end of it uh, we just went for the gown. Right, the yeah. suits, and um, and the car that come. Yeah. That was all. We did not. We had makeup separate, flowers separate. Photography mm. separate. Photography separate. Yeah. 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 So we spent about two point two k. Okay. For the boutique. Yeah. yeah, I think one that's that's quite reasonable for us. We spent, uh, I think it was three point eight for the. For the boutique service, the basic one, like the most basic package was 3.8, and then we spent an additional about one for the custom gown. Oh. Yeah. What, what was in your package? So, my package had okay, the gown pre selection, I mean, the, the, the whatever they have the gown, uh, suit, uh, car decor, makeup. Uh, I think there were two, two sessions uh, one uh, uh, trial yeah. and one actual day. Photography? Uh, Photography, yes, photography was inside and a bouquet. Oh. I think the actual oh. day bouquet, yeah. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah, just okay. a small bouquet of flowers. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, this is our favorite part, obviously, because we're going to go into photography and videography yeah. for a wedding. And then, because, okay, mainly okay. because you went with the boutique photographer okay. and also you went to get an a la carte photographer, yeah. maybe you can. Let us know uh, how you feel about okay. doing it this so, way. Okay, so what I did was, <clears throat> the, the photographer from the boutique was for my banquet. And then I got a separate photographer for my church uh, ceremony. So the experience was drastically different. Uh. So with the photographer, I got the a la carte one, right? Was, uh, we had, I think, one session with him prior, one or two sessions with him prior to the uh, actual uh, church ceremony so he got to know us better asked us what we like what we didn't like uh, he had shown us some of his previous uh, photo uh, sessions wedding photographs <coughs> and we were very comfortable so even before the actual day right we already got to know our photographer well enough to a point that we are comfortable with him shooting our wedding uh, but whereas with uh, the boutique uh, we were just assigned one photographer we I don't think, yeah, we did not have the chance to meet her and then she just shows up on the actual day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that in that sense, the experience was a bit, I mean, uh, I won't say unpleasant, but mm. you do not know what you're getting beforehand. Uh. Yeah, That's very to, true. Yeah. That's very true. I think for likewise for me and uh, Nicole, mm. what we went with and why we decided to go a la carte was also because photos are a very personal thing. You know, photos are a collection of your memories on a very special day. So your wedding is something that happens only like once in a lifetime for us. And so the photo style um, 
of your photographer must really speak out to you. And so it took a while for us also to go through. And the time, you know, because Nicole was also shooting wedding um, photos as well. So, you know, it's not just about my style, it's about our collective style. My clients who come to me uh, are very, I would <clears throat> say, well educated in a sense that they know what they're looking for in terms of photography. But if let's say you're new to photography, you know, you don't know what to expect, uh, or you don't know what to look out for, every photographer looks the same, you don't know what to, to do. I mean, the, the, the main thing is, you must always look at the portfolio to see if, you know, the pictures are, are what you like. I, I think liking photos very is something very simple. You know, you look at Instagram, you like photos, you yeah. know, you, you kind of have a sense of what you like. And then number two, do you like the way the photographer um, shoots people? So the way he styles them or his photo post-processing. And number three is definitely to meet. Agree. Yeah, because it, it makes <coughs> a lot of difference when you're on that day. Um, do, you know, when you have... First, you meet your photographer and you feel that, oh yeah, I'm comfortable with this guy or this girl. Yeah. Then, you know, then you'll be open to, to you know, having him or her on your wedding day because yeah. this person is going to follow you around the whole day. And if you kind of don't have a connection, it's very hard. The photographer yeah. Has, yeah, has to, like, It's all about a relationship. Hey, Fatli. Hi, thank you for doing our wedding photos. We yeah. really love it. I mean, pick the one that you're comfortable with, yeah, the style sure. that you know speaks out to you, yeah. the kind of post-processing yeah. uh, that suits you. Now also for videos, right? I mean, I like to just recollect because uh, me and Nicole tried to watch our wedding video from time to time, you know, just to get a feel of what happened on that day, just to recollect some of the events and leading up to the wedding and all that stuff. Um, we basically had four DVDs um, to recollect our wedding memories and we usually don't make it past the first DVD. No, we don't usually. We haven't. <laughs> we have yet to make it through the to our second DVD because maybe it was a bit too long and whatnot. And I, I think that maybe for like family gatherings and all, might not be so, um, you know, appropriate to show. Yeah, I guess everyone who came wanted to see the video and like they only could watch the first video, the first CD, and then it was like, okay, time's up. You know, you know we had to go home, you know, we can't spend the whole evening here. But then Louis was saying yeah, okay. uh, that, of course, he had, um, his videographer had a more cut-down version. Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. a feature, uh, you know, from the from the whole day of whole events worth of filming a feature uh, to show. For <coughs> those who don't know, of course, uh, NTS, Nicole Dance Studios, is offering professional photography, short video, uh, film wedding day coverage. I'm going to put a link in the description below. Uh, feel free to check out our latest uh, promo on that one. Okay, so now, how much did your photography and how much did your videography cost you on that day? Just to give our listeners some ballpark okay. figure on that one. Two, slightly below 2.5. Slightly below 2.5. Yeah. I was, Although I did mentally set aside 4K for my photographer. Okay. A budget of 4K, up to I 4K. See. Yeah. And also because our wedding was a shorter wedding, so it was like maximum 10 hours. So obviously the lesser number of hours you use, the cheaper it's going to mm. be. Like. Okay, so I think mine was, uh, for the church <coughs> wedding, it was 2.5. Okay. Yeah. How many hours was it? 5. Oh, 5 hours. 
be charged by the hour with a minimum of three hours. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, video was a bit costlier. Video was about three. Yeah. Okay. For the church wedding also. Okay. Yeah. So yours was combined Five together. Five point five Yeah. Okay, that's a good ballpark figure yeah. to go with. Um, flowers. Just want to quickly talk about flowers right here. Um, you can talk about it because yeah. I know you're wearing the gold. <coughs> yours is wedding boutique, right? So ours was yeah. floral magic. Okay, I'm a big fan. Actually, okay, when when we got married, you know, yes. I was planning to just do my own flowers, and uh, it was also that time that floral magic kind of just started. So they were trying to kickstart stuff. So I've I've known Joe from. Uh, my fashion blogging days so she was like hey you know you're getting married why don't we do the flowers for you <coughs> yeah so when i look back at my photos right i would really say that the flowers stood out more than the gown wow i could have just worn anything like i really don't care like, i could pick such a simple plain gown but the flowers made it look good mm. and it gave that very uh the the the, the kind of wedding that i want the yeah yeah. The flowers are beautiful that they yeah. they did it for the guy butchers as well. Mm. Yeah. Again I'll put a link uh, below if you want to check out their Facebook or their website. Yeah. Um feel free to check yeah. that out if you're looking to a la carte your flowers. I mean uh floor magic is a little bit on the pricier side because of the kind of flowers that they bring in. So it's a little bit more exotic, you know, you can't buy it off the shelf, they use peonies and stuff like that. Um and Actually, I have shot a few weddings where my brides use floral magic and I can immediately tell the difference. Like, See. it really... Oh, I tell you, the flowers are really so good. Yeah. But of course, there are uh, a lot of upcoming uh, florists out there, you know, who so are... So be sure to kind of do your research yeah, so you and check it out. research, you know, and uh, yeah. Alright. So it brings us to the next uh, topic, which is uh, Ang Pao. Okay, it's a red packet. Touching. Uh, usually handled by the groom. This probably applies to really? you uh, if you are part of... No, that was handled by me. I had a well, list well done. of the people I had to... But I'll get to that, okay? This probably applies to you if you're part of a Chinese tradition-based wedding. Uh, how much ang pao should I prepare for the day? And just for the benefit of if, if you're not a local listener, um, a red packet usually is a monetary love gift. It's a gesture of appreciation to people who contributed to your wedding. Um, um, that, that might include friends, um, parents, so on and so forth. So, how did you, just want to find out how did you plan um, your ang pao for that day, for your big day? Um, so for me, what I did was to, first of all, I think you list down your, the, the list of helpers, your brothers, your sisters, uh, your MCs, whoever who's helping out in your wedding, right? Yep. Uh, and then, for me, I think I gave all of them equal amount except the best man which i think was you right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i think apart from that i think the rest all had pretty much i think the same amount uh, uh but i think I, I will say this okay for if you're gonna give out the angpaos to your helpers right if you can if you have the chance to give it out before the wedding because in my case i actually on the actual day i forgot to give the solemnizer the red the oh. Oh. and it was so embarrassing because he left and then I realized oh his ampao is still with me and then I was trying to contact him and then it's not free and then I think I ended up giving him like I think almost almost a month later. Oh. 
Wow. Which was yeah, it was which was quite funny lah. I mean in itself. So yeah. Uh. Yeah, but for some people, right, you may be getting them from uh, the RO and the registration. Yeah. Yes, your justice so you of peace. So you can't really give them beforehand. So what you can do is maybe you give it to oh, the yeah, coordinator. That's right. Yes. And then the coordinator will pass it to the justice of peace. Yeah. yeah. Because on that day you'll be I think you'll be so busy. Yeah. The last short. thing is on that will be on your mind is probably to be giving out impulse. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think for me, it's not much difference based on my experience. I also just classify parents, brothers, sisters. Your, don't forget your MCs. Uh, if you have musicians on, the, on that day, wedding com- coordinator, and of course, your justice of peace. Mm-hmm. We talked about it. Uh, how much did you spend, Young Paul? Do you remember? About just one, one low one, low ones. 1, it's about the yeah. same as me. Uh, we are north of 1K as well. If you were to go and attend a wedding, how much ang pao should you really give, okay? If you are attending the wedding, should you help to break um, even? There's a term called break even. What do you guys feel about that term? I, I guess think that there are two phases. One is that you haven't started working and you get invited to a wedding, which may happen if you have slightly older friends or, or something like that. And then there's after you start working and you know you start earning a decent income yeah you know there's a there's different level of expectation because when you're you're still studying you don't really know about what's market rate and whatever so you just give according to what you thought yeah how should be mm-hmm. or like how much you can afford yeah how much allowance you can put into it. i think in different social circles right there's always this stigma about someone not giving enough for the couple to cover right i mean i have heard conversations uh, where the wedding couple complain about so-and-so giving this amount, therefore, you know, not being able to cover the cost of their wedding scene. Uh. So yeah. I think uh, as, as a giver, as the, as the person attending the wedding, I think it also depends on whether if you feel, first of all, it's your relationship with uh, the person that you are attending the wedding. Yeah. I mean, the person's wedding that you're attending. Uh, second is if it's someone not so close I feel like this person what I feel is if, if you don't let pride get into the way that means mm-hmm. that oh I have to give so much so that I don't look bad right let's say right. It's, like, it's like imagine if uh, <clears throat> in a company and you get invited into a colleague's wedding right and then you hear things or, or pre- previous colleague's wedding about so and so you know giving below the market rate the market rate or, or, or something like that right and then you go with this pressure to want to break even so that they don't talk bad about you. So I think it depends la, whether you can break out of that mold I... of having to fit uh, having to fit the mold of, of, of breaking even for the couple. Yeah. I personally think, okay, and this might come across as very strong, that um, if you are prepared to invite someone to a banquet yeah. or a party, that this person should not be expected to pay to attend a party, why should I be paying for the wedding that you your dream wedding, which is a place that you want to hold it at, and I I might not be able to afford a dinner there without yeah, the respect. Precisely. Okay, so th- my view is even if people did not give me an angpao for uh you know a gesture will do will be nice, yeah. but I certainly do not expect people to break even for me. Yeah. I think it's, it's not very nice to expect, you know, let's say a colleague or whoever who came to, you know, be able to, I mean, to be honest, if let's say you have two weddings or something, you really feel the pinch, man. Mm. 
to break mm. not, not that you don't break. appreciate people breaking yeah. even yeah. for you the same I can see how that yeah. will affect um, yeah that's all I would say lah yeah. for this okay. portion <laughs> looks like I won't be sharing this video with uh, my colleagues <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be yeah. the start I think we were having a discussion before this I mean if you the way we sorted out our unpaws after the, the wedding was like uh, okay quick it was really quick because we wanted to use the unpaws to pay off the the the, 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 ven yeah. the venue yeah. so we had people counting money all over the room and like here's a stack of one thousand dollars here's another stack and then by the end of it you know it doesn't really come across as uh, I don't we didn't single out people who gave us. Uh, like, oh, hey, this so-and-so gave us below the market rate. Or I think it's up to the relationship um, between you and your parents, how much you want to give them, yeah. how much you want to give your brothers and sisters, is there any distinguishing between best men, all this kind of stuff. Uh, but the ballpark figure that we had was about 1K. La. Okay. All right. So today, we discussed a lot of things. We uh, talked about how much we spent on our wedding. Safe to say for us, okay, our ballpark figure was north of 30 plus K mm -hmm. uh, for the whole thing. Okay, um, yeah. how about Mine yourself? was about 40 plus because I had, I mean, the, the main reason for that is I had two separate events, two separate venues and yeah, so it was 40 plus. I had to cater food, you know, on mm. two different days as well. So, yeah. yeah. So, of course, this doesn't cover the honeymoon. Uh, which varies from different places that you might visit, of course. Uh, we'll discuss that in another podcast, okay? Honeymoon venues and whatnot, how we plan for honeymoon. We hope this podcast has been helpful to you. Uh, for those who are planning your wedding, feel free to leave uh, any questions that you might have in the comments below. We'll try our best to answer these questions that you may have. Uh, if you wish to listen to our podcast, of course, in audio format, Look us up on SoundCloud, just uh, type in Wonder TV and then you'll be able to find us there. If not, uh, if you have podcasts on your iPhone or your Android devices, you can also look us up there. We are there as well. Uh, basically, basically, if you want to stream an episode or you choose to watch it on YouTube, that's really up to you. But if you really enjoyed today's episode, let us know by dropping a like or subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. This is the Just Married Crew, this is episode 3. We'll see you again in the next episode. See ya. In the merry go round, round even